Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. But how are you feeling? About what? Like life. Um, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Why do you drink? I drink because you guys, guess what? We are going live for real this time. For real. Yes. For real. Can everyone hear my heart palpitating? Can anyone hear me screaming into their eardrums? Because we set a live show the other day. We got a booking agent who's wonderful. His name's Andrew. And he set up a show at the Hollywood Improv to see, you know, like to do like a test run and it sold out in less than 24 hours because you guys are (laughs) fucking amazing and then he was like we gotta set a second show so we've never even mentioned this on the podcast because we didn't have a chance (laughs) (laughs) but now we have a second show june 17th in los angeles and then guess what guys what uh, he's probably not gonna listen to this i don't think he listened Uh to our podcast okay but then he said can you send me a list of like the other demographics of what cities listen to your podcast so I can like take a look? Oh man. So guys, if our shows sell out, we can start expanding to other cities. And I know a lot of people have been like Portland, Austin, Texas, Austin, Canada, yeah, yeah, Australia, whatever, you know. So we are trying to do that, but in order to do that, we, the ball is slowly rolling slowly. uphill right now. Yeah, we're we pushing it. Get the ball rolling. We're pushing it. You're pushing it. Andrew is helping us greatly. We sold out one show. If we sell out this other show in Los Angeles, where where is it? Uh, at the Hollywood Improv, June seventeenth at seven thirty. We have a couple tickets left as of right now for the show in May on May twentieth, um, and Renata's coming to town. Tim and my little sister are coming to town. So, you know, you better be there. If you want to see drunk Allison, she'll be there. <laughs> uh, yeah. M is constantly <laughs> having... I've been in a... Uh, oh, maybe that is why I drink this week. Because I've been in a 24-hour panic attack. And nonstop. a lot of people have messaged me saying... Is M okay? Is M okay? Tell M not to be too worried. And I'm like, I've told M that. And it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's an irrational fear. It's not irrational. Public. It's not an irrational fear. True. But I just want you to know that it's going to be fucking dope. 
I just need everyone to laugh really hard and uh, just I need some affirmation from you guys. I think I have a fear of it being way silent up there. So. But I feel like it already sold out one show. There's no way it's going to be silent. Like, that's insane. There's no talking me down from this. Okay, you're right. M's on a gigantic bridge. We, I'm, oh, yeah. We can't talk him off of it. And then I, uh, I get my first uh, round of anti-anxiety medication next week, so hopefully the fear will be gone. Uh, I also um, recommended my psychiatrist to M. Yes. <laughs> Actually, Christine set up the entire appointment for me. I was she, like, go to your car right now and get your health insurance card. We are figuring this out. <laughs> so as of April 4th, I should be much in a much better place you will be because my psychiatrist helped me through a lot and she's great and i think that you will really like her and she will help you through a lot um speaking of things that are just distressing oh god nobody understood my whale sounds a lot of people had a lot to say about that here's the problem i didn't realize (laughs) until yesterday that the issue was that i had edited it and then I had moved, because I inserted an, an ad, so it moved a lot of the content. Oh. So the whale sounds started, like, w- way earlier. <laughs> oh, my God. Because I was like, well, I just mentioned the whale sounds. Why does nobody get the whale sounds? But then I realized that, like, they started, like, three minutes before I See, ever... See, it didn't occur to me either, because I recorded the whole thing with you, so I heard you say, oh, I'll just put in whale sounds, so then as I'm at work and I hear the whale sounds come up, I'm like, oh my god, she fucking did it. But I didn't notice that they didn't come on cue. Guys, there are whales... Everyone's like, why is there a whistling noise? It's whale sounds, because, like I said in the episode, some people got it, some people didn't. I'm sorry I fucked it up. Sorry, I'm sorry. I don't know what else to tell you. Everyone's all upset about it. Okay, so should we like put in whale sounds there, here? Or? No. Oh, okay. I'm over the whale sounds because <laughs> nobody appreciated them. Okay? I, had, I will say a couple of my friends did appreciate it and knew what was going Thank on. Thank you. Some people messaged me too and were like, that was... CK was like, I can't believe you put in whale sounds. It's fucking brilliant. And I was like, someone gets it. <laughs> and then 99% of people were like, what the fuck is that horrible noise? Oh my God. And then I felt like a dummy. Um... Also, before we forget, CrimeCon, mm-hmm. we still are going May 4th through May 6th. Nashville. Nashville, Tennessee. And if you use our promo code ATWWD, you would be helping us and you'd get to see us. And you get to see us and you get a discount on your ticket. And you get to see our moms. <laughs> yep. You're welcome. We'll both be there. Francisca, my little sister will be there. Also, you will get a gift. We've had a couple of people email saying they've used our code if you email us. Um, you will get a special gift for using our code. And also, yes, we finally fixed Google play may or may not have been my fault, even though I kept just yelling at Google play about it, (laughs) but I fixed it. All right. They're all there. So I've gotten a lot of emails being like, it's finally back. And I'm like, Oh, what a surprise. But it was me. I fixed it. Sorry. Actually, I was trying to think I will. I'm going to go back about five conversations ago to me and my nerves. Ready? Uh-huh. Can you not yawn? That'd be, <sighs> be nicer. Yes, I'm ready. Um, so I was thinking that if we wanted to do a little Facebook post of uh, things that I think one of my fears is I want to make sure that everyone has a good time. So if you guys wanted to post like ideas of things that we should do in addition to, you know, telling you all a good story. Wait, in Nashville or just in general? No, like t- during our live show. 
Oh, well, we have we have like a ton of like live show ideas. Is that what- And that's why we drink is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your terms. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I don't know this for a fact, but it's my opinion that there is no easier way to build a website than Squarespace because of this drag-and-drop technology. It gets better every year, and it is just, you when you think it can't get any better and easier, it does. I've been using Squarespace <laughs> since 2017. Um, And in that time, they have just proven themselves to be the best and easiest way to make a website. So anytime I make a website for any reason, that's where I go. When you're ready to get started, you can use one of Squarespace's professional website templates with designs for every category, and then you can customize it. You can customize the look, add new content, add features to fit your unique needs. It's just a great spot to have a landing page for you, for your business, for whatever it is you're trying to market or showcase. Squarespace is the best platform to use, in my opinion. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues, and Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You mean? Yeah, but I want like, I want to see who's going and what they're hoping for. Because here's what I'm thinking. T-shirt cannon. I mean, duh. 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 Second slip and slide. Where? Who cares? I care. Parking lot. No, I don't. I don't approve <laughs> that. Slip and slides really hurt. But I am I am serious about a t-shirt cannon. I want to know what people okay, think but, about that. Okay, but, 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 but are we talking CrimeCon? Are we talking LA? Like LA. Oh, well, LA show. Yes. I keep forgetting that we're also doing a live show in Nashville. Yeah. We're also doing a live show in Nashville. Yeah, that's happening. Actually, let's just make a t-shirt cannon a thing that we do everywhere. I feel like that's a good idea, but also, like, not. Uh, we'll talk about it later. Okay. 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 Um, go. This story. <laughs> I'm so powerful. <laughs> um, this story. Also, I do want to say, um, last week, I before I tell you about my story, last week... Uh, I cleaned the studio and I found some very interesting things oh, no. in this place. Oh, no. Um, a couple pictures, which I did not take pictures of with my phone, oh. of oh. you as a teenager. Oh, what? Yeah. What do you mean? You had a lot of weird shit in here. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not posting them anywhere. I'm just no saying one I have asks you. Uh oh. You have my sassy the clown picture. I'm allowed to have something just to hold you, hold you true. Where did you find that? It was in a plastic bag somewhere, and then I put them in a box. Ah, fuck. Do you know what I'm talking about? By no. a plastic bag, I mean like a trash bag. What the fuck are you talking? No. You had a lot of things stored in trash bags. You know what? Um, I'm not judging you. I'm just letting you know where things were. Also, my favorite thing I found here was a Teletubby stuffed animal. <laughs> uh, it's Lala, the yellow Teletubby. And if you tickle Lala's stomach, she coos and caws. Here's the thing. My stepdad thinks he's really funny and he mails me weird shit. And I put it in a bag for donations. And then I'm like cleared out the trash bag of donations. <laughs> and I, it's currently sitting right between us on a table and my mom was like oh yeah give it to geo and i was like no it's full of fucking electronic wires i'm not giving it to geo that's a good point but i was thinking there's no purpose for that in here but then i was like you know what this room is where we tell really spooky stories it so is spooky that it's is like that's like a a furby but it's like not. a furby yeah but yeah. so wait so where did you put the bag of all the donations where that was in that was the only donation in that bag no there was a lot of shit in that bag like what I mean, I don't know. Donations. <laughs> Anything that's not in here is in that box next to your van. All yeah. right. You know what? I'm cleaning the room and I need to just be, be. I just wanted to say that there's now a Teletubby in our room. Thank you for being. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Tim, thank you for that fucking stupid Teletubby you got at Kroger. Where? Kroger? Kroger in the clearance aisle. Wow. Clearance indeed. Uh, the last thing he bought me from the Kroger clearance aisle was... Um, a spatula that says lots of matzah and it's a passover spatula <laughs> maybe he, everyone should just start going to their neighborhood kroger and go to your clearance rack they, and then buy christine something they do have a good clearance rack and tim usually buys the passover theme which is weird because we're all catholic <laughs> uh but like he buys they they have a um passover like activity kit okay and it just has like uh, all the plagues well, the plagues? Yeah, in like sticker format. What? Listen, he buys it all. And what? so that's awesome. It's great. And so he bought me the lots of matzah, which is my favorite spatula. Um, and then he found a Teletubby. It's fine. You know, my favorite Jewish uh, trinket, tchotchke, <laughs> if you will, if we're going full Yiddish here. Dreidel. No, what? not dreidel. Tchotchke. But it's not a dreidel. No. Okay. Is. Um, you know, like Elf on the Shelf. Oh, they oh have my God! Yes, Mensch on a bench. He's so good. I love uh, him. Fuck Elf on a Shelf. I love a good Mensch, Mensch on, on a bench. bench is the like I don't care what religion my children are, but we're gonna do Mensch on a bench and not. He just looks so jolly, man. He's, he's he's a good time. He like knows what he's doing too. He's a Mensch. He's a Mensch on a different level. He's like Elf on a Shelf. Also, elves not really my style, but like whose style really are elves? El elvish I don't know. Elven people. Hobbits. I'm not sure. I'm sorry for offending you, but Elf on a Shelf, when I was little, my mom my great my step grandmother bought one for my little sister and my mom and I were both like, We're not participating in this <laughs> and we felt kind of rude because my step grandma from upstate new york was like no it's fun and it teaches them morals my mom was like i'm not gonna pretend this creepy elf is like pooping on the shelf shelf or one of, i the one that i have in my house is the one that i think my mom had since she was little so it's like it just looks like it's from the it's 60s it's been around that long it looks like it's it was from a the new 60s thing. i don't think it is I googled elf on the shelf origin. 
That's what I'm talking about. This is the one. Show me. Oh. Oh, no. See? I was right. Oh, no. It is from the 60s. This is the one. This is the exact one I'm talking about. Oh, I don't like that one bit. It definitely looks old. Also, this one's also a devil. So no. that kind of defeats the purpose, I think. It's like a Krampus kind of move. Yikes. Um, yeah, fuck Elf on the Shelf. So Mench on a Bench. Mench on a Bench is... What are we? What are we? Emma on a gem. On a gem. Christine M- on a bean. Bean. Emma <laughs> on. M- 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 I don't like this game. I can't think of anything that rhymes with my name. M on a phlegm. Phlegm and Christine on a spleen. Okay. Oh my god! I don't know. Clean necks. Christina on a Kleenex. <laughs> Christinex. Christinex on a Kleenex is going to teach you about how to... Blow your nose have, so you fucking are clean when you have a cold. And have morals. So Ugh, by the way, let's talk... Well, hang on. I'm not done. Santa's going to bring... I'm not done. <laughs> Santa is only going to bring you toys if you clean your sinuses. What are you going to talk about now? We have a coworker right now who's sick. Uh-oh. And does that thing where, like, when you sneeze, like, it just, like it just like goes everywhere oh god and i'm like not just cover your no not just cover your fucking face but like also why the fuck are you at work i just it bothers me so much and she's sick right now and i'm just i'm a hypochondriac by heart so i'm telling myself i'm sick and i'm not christina x on a kleenex does not approve (laughs) also do you what who what what the hell are you sure this person doesn't listen to the podcast i know she doesn't listen to the podcast Here's just a PSA, guys. If you're sick, don't go to work. At least don't go to work where I go to work because I don't want to catch your damn germs. <laughs> I don't care if you need to pay the bills. I don't want to get sick and I'm selfish. Oh, okay. You heard it here first. Yeah. It's all about me, guys. I'm a selfish asshole. Yes. Anyway, since it's all about me, just lend start, me your ears. God, just start talking. That's what everyone's been saying for the last 10 minutes, so yep. I'll appease them. Okay. I've been holding off on this one because I wanted to use it on a... A day when I was down. Oh my. And I am still about three or four days out of being on anti-anxiety medication. So I'm a little down. So. Oh my. I'm sorry. Anyway. This is going to cheer me up. Purely because of the name. I'm sorry you're down. I Thank you. But I'm not going to be down after this. Because okay. I know the story is going to give me lots of chuckles. Because you're going to have a lot of good commentary. Am I oh, right? I'm so ready. Get your wine ready. It is. Because this is the story <gasps> of the Squirrel Cage Jail in Pottawatomie County of Council Bluffs, Iowa. Literally nothing you said is real. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold on. I stopped breathing. Say it again. The Squirrel Cage Jail. No, 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 no. no. What? The Squirrel Cage Jail of Pottawatomie County. In Council Bluffs, Iowa. Hold on. Did you have to practice saying that over and over again? Potawatomi? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's spelled exactly how it sounds. Potawatomi County. Potamus. What is happening? What is this? Explain yourself. It's the story of the Squirrel Cage Jail. Explain yourself now. The Squirrel Cage Jail. Should I just say the whole thing every time? No. Please, uh, <laughs> please don't. I don't think that my, like, my just brain complexion can handle it. Okay, go on. Uh, so the Squirrel Cage Jail... Uh, was built in 1885 and was used until... By the way, that was the year that Marty McFly went back in time. Anyway, so... Is it? 
Yeah, it's the it's the actually the year of the whole third movie, so you should be ready for that if you were to ever the whole thirty movie, the whole third movie. Oh, the whole thirty, <laughs> Christine. That's you, not me. I thought you said the whole thirty movie. I was okay, like, okay, Freudian. I'm in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, the <laughs> the tortured protagonist of that movie. <laughs> yeah, named Christine X on a Kleenex. <laughs> So it was built in 1885 and used until 1969. And in 1971, it was bought by the Council Bluffs Park Board, which sounds like something Leslie Nope developed. Ah, I was going to say Parks and Rec. For sure. The Council Bluffs Park Board, so that it would be preserved, and the next year it became a National Historic Landmark. Up until then, its official name was the Historic Pottawatomie County Squirrel Cage Jail. Amazing. Can you imagine anything more haunted? I mean, I can't imagine anything more suited for my lifestyle. I am very mad that it's not just haunted by squirrels. Well, I mean, I at this point, I'm just assuming it is, but I guess you're going to ruin my... Actually, Chippendale are the poltergeists of this story. <laughs> so just get ready for that. Oh, oh, Chip and Dale, not the Chippendales. No, like Chippendale, like our childhood. Oh, I thought you not meant... Not Chippendale, like our adult life. Half-naked men. Oh, oh. Just half-naked chipmunks, actually. Wow. I don't know how to feel about that. One wears a uh, like a detective outfit, and the other wears a Hawaiian shirt, and nothing else. Um, Why haven't they made like an adult Chippendales with that being the situation? Because it's highly upsetting to everyone. Well, people wearing Hawaiian shirts is pretty upsetting. So here we go with the <laughs> historic Pottawatomie County Squirrel Cage Jail of Council Bluffs, Iowa. Jeez, how many times did you say that? I said it all day. Practice it. I said it all day. You got to. <clears throat> so there's this jail is very unique. If we can't tell I mean, already. Duh. Um, because it is one of 18 jails to have a specific architectural design. One of 18 jails ever? In, ever. Okay. And out of those 18, only three exist now. Oh. The others have been torn down over time. But there is a squirrel cage jail in Missouri. And Indiana, as well as this one. Um, and this is in Iowa. This is in Council Bluffs, Iowa, of Pottawatomie County. Oh, sure it is. Um, can you imagine if I'm not saying any of that right? We're going to get so many pissed no, off you're Pottawatomans. Saying, you're saying... <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be so mad. So many hippopotami are going to be <laughs> just furious. So uh, there's only there have only been 18 of them. Uh, but this one is the only one that was ever created that was three stories tall. Oh. So every other one was just like a one floor squirrel cage jail. <clears throat> they call it a squirrel cage jail. Okay. I was going to say, please tell me what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. Imagine if I went through the whole story no. and didn't explain that. I would have yelled at you a lot. So it's called a squirrel cage jail because the cells in there um, is kind of uh -oh. messed up, but it was called back then. It was considered a human lazy Susan, <gasps> which... There are lazy humans named Susan, I'm sure. So I got thrown the first time I read that. But, but like a lazy Susan, like, like the, the like the plate in your spins. kitchen or whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. But so, okay, imagine a cake is on a lazy Susan. Mm. Imagine cutting it up into 30 slices. Mm -hmm. And each of those slices, instead of being cake, is a jail cell. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Okay. I know. <laughs> Hold on, you just really threw me for a loop. Okay, <laughs> so every slice of cake is a jail cell. Yes. Got so it. it's on a, essentially a merry-go-round. It's a jail, it's a several jail cells. I'm sorry, it's a what? A merry-go-round? A merry-go-round? 
What do you say? Merry-go-round. Okay, a carousel. Say it, say it again. <laughs> Merry-go-round. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Let's not go there. I'm sorry. It's me. Zipper-cooter, by the way. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um... Okay, so a, a cake of jail cells. Yes. Okay, got it. Yes. Um, so it's on a... It's a giant Lazy Susan as the floor of... The, I don't know how to do this right. No, you're doing great. <laughs> the floor is a lazy Susan. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And the floor is controlled by a hand crank that the officer uses. So he can crank the floor to spin so he can circle the, the cages around to get to whatever cage he wants facing him. But there are people in the cages, yes. not squirrels. Yes. Why is it called a squirrel? Because since this is the only one that has three floors, it looks like like each chunk built up on top of each other looks like like a cage for like a bird or a squirrel oh my so it looks like a giant bird cage essentially well i don't think okay i'm not gonna ask any more questions no i would i mean i just don't understand why a squ- i've never heard of a squirrel cage me either but this was also in 1885 so i don't know what kind of pets they were keeping back then sugar bush oh, this is actually the story of the sugar bush cell <laughs> <laughs> it would really upset me if sugar bush were in a prison I bet you there's a picture of Sugarbush as a prisoner. Oh, for sure. Cleaning up the highway. Okay, so I get it. So all these people are in these little prisons and then the hand crank turned around like a lazy season of jail cells. Yes. Wow. So they could only open up one door at a time. So if they wanted someone in the back that they couldn't get to, they would hand crank it until it spun to that particular cell so they could open up the door. That is just so strange. Okay. Do you want to Google a picture so you're on board with me? Because someone else is doing it no, right I mean, now. No, I mean, I feel like us. I get it, but I'll Google it. Um, just, just squirrel. What's it called? Squirrel cage. Squirrel cage jail. Oh, my. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. So it's, 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 it is truly, oh, this is upsetting. It's like circular cages. It really, it looks like cages for animals and. Mm-hmm full size for human uh okay okay it's everything i dreamt it would be so except without squirrels or sugar bush except like or cake way less exciting So actually it's nothing i wanted (laughs) it's all the good things were removed so in 1881 it was designed by william brown and benjamin ha whatever that means ha 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 how do you spell that like laugh with an h half benjamin half ha 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 i don't know if you do the throat thing okay so uh, they designed it in 1881. It cost them $730,000. Oh, my. It was $30,000 back then, but I've inflated it to today's money, which oh. is almost <laughs> three quarter of a million dollars. Okay. Um, and they were quoted saying, our unique jail has three floors of revolving pie-shaped cells inside of one cage. Nice. The object of our invention is to produce a jail in which... Prisoners can be controlled without the necessity of personal contact between them and the jailer. Um, it is for maximum security with minimum jailer attention. If a jailer can count on his hand, then he can control the entire jail. It was supposed to be like, so the common denominator of people could control a mass group of people without even having to touch them. What the fuck? So, the cells fun fact you can like do tours at this place oh sure the cells fun fact i mean it's what's more fun uh and it looks exactly as it did in 1969 and if you go into the cells you can still see the inmates signatures and dates that they scratch (gasps) into the walls Oh, creepy 
Um, like I said, of the 18 jails, only three remain. And this is also the only three-story one that ever existed. Wow. So the first superintendent that worked there, his name was J.M. Carter. And he oversaw the building and also spent the longest time working there as a jailer. Um, also, his family lived in the apartment above on the fourth floor. So they lived on top of the squirrel cage. Oh, yuck. Um, and then other people after him also lived up there. I bet they got good rent, though. Yeah, can you imagine? Probably. What would Zillow have to say? <laughs> it looks like a really reduced rate, but it's actually because maximum security prisoners are underneath you in a carousel cage. <laughs> but it's fine. Green I mean, schools are nearby. Just ignore the hand crank that sometimes turns. Oh my God, how horrible. <laughs> um, so in its early days, it was originally supposed to just be a holding cell for like people on death row. So they were never supposed to be there long term. It was just like... They're supposed to just be held there until they have their trial date or whatever. Right. Um, and the last two men to ever be hanged in Iowa oh, uh, stayed at the Squirrel Cage Jail. Fun fact. The last if two men, men to ever be hanged in Iowa. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I said fun fact and then hated myself. So not fun fact. Actually. I wanted to just drop attention back to that statement. Yeah. I don't know what I was doing. You're welcome. Um, so, okay. So like I said, the main point of this was just so that the jailer could spin all of the inmates around so that he could only had to access one at a time. Right. Um, and then there were three floors. So I guess there were technically three entryways and he just managed all three floors. Um, the, so by the 1960s, um, which is right around the time that it started shutting down, um, since it was just like one giant metal turntable, essentially, it was uh, starting to become frequently stuck. Oh. So because, I mean, it was so heavy and it was on a bunch of like gears to be able to spin. And for almost 100 years it was working, it was starting to like slow down, be too heavy, and it was breaking. So it was getting stuck a lot. Whoa. So it just seemed to not be like... Like an effective Like method. effective, so... <laughs> That was one of the main reasons that they decided to stop, um, to like transfer everyone to a different jail. Wow. But I mean, it was also like a very cruel and unusual way to keep, um, to house prisoners. Cause even though they were only supposed to be there originally for like a holding period, it turned into like actual, their sentences, sentences were there. Wow. So ways that it was like really fucked up for them to be living there is that, uh, the confinement was super small. It was that like the cells were eight feet tall and seven feet long. Oh, so it was like basically just standing in a box of your height. Yuck. Um, the walls were solid, so you couldn't see or communicate with the prisoners next to you. Um, bathing facilities were located outside of the circle. So every person had to individually bathe and you would like crank it to like pull everyone out to go shower. Ugh. The cots had no sheets, only blankets. There was no ventilation and the floor was made of iron. So during the summer or winters, it was either cold <gasps> enough to freeze you or hot enough to like burn you. Literally burn you. Um, Holy shit. Also, also the prisoners ran the risk of amputation because oh. if they're like sticking their arms out of the door, like sticking their arms out of the window and like the very rare chances that they're actually the door. Oh shit. So they get turned and then they, Yeah. Like if they're, <gasps> if they're just like finally enjoying like getting to see something outside of solid walls. Oh no. And they stick their arms out or anything like that. 
while they have like the open access cell where they can look out of the bars if they keep their arms out and then all of a sudden the jailer downstairs oh wants to turn the cell if they like fall asleep with their arm out they would like their arm would get How cut off how fucking awful did that happen yeah oh my god that's why it became a risk oh my god how awful um also since there was only one exit for every 30 cells and like they had it had to be manually cranked by the jailer for each of them to leave it was like the exact opposite of a fire safety like a fire code <laughs> that was oh like shit. if there was a fire someone was gonna have to hand crank all 30 of them out just like one by one. Oh like, my god yeah um so yeah the single exit was not suitable in the no. event of a fire um the only good thing that came out of the life of these prisoners was apparently the cooking because since the superintendent lived upstairs, his wife lived with him. And his wife, like, in the early 1900s, she's, like, you know, not really expected to do much except be domestic. So she cooked a lot. <laughs> and she, it's quoted her saying, I cooked for them like I did for my family. I would make roast, soup, stews, good food. And we didn't even get anything for it because we were only allowed to spend $2 a day to feed our pres- our prisoners, and that's supposed to cover three meals a day. Wow. So she was like, fuck that. I'm just going to cook for them. Seriously, good for her. So she was the real hero in this. What a gem. What's her name? Uh, I had it, and then I deleted it because I didn't think you'd ask <gasps> me. I think her name was Mary. Such a hero that you deleted her <laughs> fucking name. An unmarked tale. Typical so, M. I know. I know. So there were four people who died in the jail. Three of them were prisoners and one was a police officer. Um, The three prisoners died of one of a heart attack, two of a committed suicide of hanging himself. Oh, no. And the third was he was trying to write his name on the wall (gasps) and fell. My. And that's how he died. What? (laughs) So. So he fell. And then the cop died because there was... A farmer's strike in 1932, and 84 people were arrested, and the cells couldn't hold that many people, so he was afraid that the mob was going to attack him, so he was, like, armed more than normal and accidentally shot himself. Oh, no. So those are all the deaths. Oh, no. Okay, so let's just get into the good stuff now. Please. Okay. I'm now just going to read a list of things that have happened at the squirrel cage jail of Potawatomi County. Potawatomi Hippopotamus. In Council Bluffs, Iowa. I cannot wait. Okay. <clears throat> These are in no particular order. I probably should have ordered them from least scary to scariest. Sorry. No, I just surprised me. Okay. Bring it on. Whale sounds? No, because obviously that didn't work <laughs> the first time and I listened to our audience. What about wailing, moaning, eerie sounds? Yeah, but that's what everyone was like confused. Okay, no. Okay, sorry, no guys. more i tried put on your own ambient music actually I fucking tr- put on some enya in the background <laughs> on your shower radio and let it play so okay uh starting off uh people would witness unexplained light coming up through the infirmary and they would hear unusual sounds as you walked towards that room to see what the light was they would Ew. hear sounds happening in there until you walked in nothing would be there um there would be strange light also near the top of the second floor stairway um, and also, there's no electricity in this thing. So if you're seeing light and you don't have a flashlight right. with you, there's no reason to be Ew. seeing it. Um, people often see a little girl dressed in entirely gray clothes sitting inside of a cell whose bars are locked. 
So there's uh, no way she could have gotten in or out of there. And yet people will regularly see her. Why a little girl? Her. That's so creepy. They think she was the daughter of one of the superintendents who lived there. <gasps> so there's that. She'll just sit behind locked bars and can't get out. Which is weird because she was never arrested. But it's just sad. Like, she's just stuck there. She, uh, people have also reported uh, feeling great sadness in some of the cells. Obviously. I wonder why. That's weird. Visitors will also say that they've felt an unseen presence tugging on their clothes like a child would, and then they'll hear a little girl giggle. (gasps) So that also matches up. Feelings of depression will hit people who have never felt a sadness like that, end quote. Oh, my. And Bill Foster is one of the superintendents slash jailers that lived there in the 1950s, and he even opted to not live there on the fourth floor like jailers before him quote because of the strange goings on up there oh my he reported hearing people walking around on that floor when he wasn't upstairs and he was the only one who lived there and he decided to sleep on the second floor that didn't even have a room he just was safer there he felt safer there oh no um there are also full body apparitions that show up on the fourth floor which is where he said he would hear things um my god so not just him, but now paranormal investigators will go up there and they've seen full body apparitions where the jailers used to live. And staff have also said, because it's a museum now, fun fact, um, the staff have said, whatever pres- whatever spirit is present, it's friendly. And despite the occasional door that opens by itself or strange lights or peculiar noises, no one has ever felt frightened or in any danger. I feel frightened and in danger and I'm not even there. The fact that they listed multiple things is what psychs me out. They're like, nothing will frighten you. Nothing will frighten you except the occasional door slam or scream in your face or someone oh, tugging on your clothes. Oh my God, they're so full of it. <laughs> so, um... Like I said, there's a bunch of odd balls of light that will float around. Cabinet doors will swing open into people. Oh. And uh, most of their evidence has been gathered on just the third and fourth floors alone because the fourth floor is where people lived. And the third floor is where most of the prisoners were neglected because the jailer didn't want to go up to the third floor. How sad. Um, So when it comes to these balls of light, a lot of orbs have also shown up. Around 25 to 30 one night were caught on film. Do you pride yourself on finding the best deals and savings? Yes, it's me. I'm raising my hand. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop. Get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every single category, including fashion, beauty, home essentials, travel, dining, and so much more. Shop brands like Macy's, Adidas, YSL Beauty, Samsung Petco, just to name a few. Plus, membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Cashback rates change daily. Here's how it works. Stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and then Rakuten shares a commission with its members via check or PayPal quarterly. And you better believe how exciting it is when your PayPal alerts you that you've gotten money. It's no wonder Rakuten has 17 million members who are already saving. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.com. Or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cashback really adds up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Um, that corresponded with electromagnetic spikes on EMF readers. 
And they also corresponded to abnormal temperature fluctuations on oh, infrared. Oh, interesting. So as soon as they would see a spike, they'd turn on the camera and then there would be these really weird orbs that popped up. Yeah. And they weren't just orbs that would shoot across, like the things that look like dust flakes. Yeah, yeah. They were bright blue balls that would move in a very unique... A distinct pattern or whatever. Yeah, like almost like it was walking around the room. Ew. Um, two, inve- two investigators felt tugs on their clothes... Um, and didn't hear a little girl laugh, but heard a grown man breathe into their <gasps> ear. Um, also, there's a lot of EVPs out there that they've caught. So electronic voice phenomenon. Right. Um, they were saying, is anyone here? And there's an EV- EVP of a woman saying, I'm right here. Oh, no. Um, they have a lot of EVPs of sarcastic laughter as if they're like laughing. Oh, in, in your face. they're is a story of a couple investigators talking about signing the guest registry when they leave. Oh my God. And someone on EVP later, they listened back and heard someone say, I'll sign for you. Oh my God. Ew. Uh, another time, a group of investigators were asking someone to go upstairs and get the equipment um, that they had left up there. Right. And then they played back EVPs later that said, you can't, it's ours now. <gasps> Spooky. There's another um, my favorite, the spirit box, the one that's not just an EVP. It gives you immediate actual immediate yeah. audio. Um, crazy. So someone said, do you want Carrie to leave? Yes or no. <gasps> and immediately the spirit box said, yes, get out. Oh my God. And Carrie was someone that was there. Carrie was one assume? of the investigators. No, thank you. Why would you ask that? So it said, yes, get out. And then later Carrie actually got a phone call. On her cell phone. Oh, no. And when she looked at it, like, instead of there being a name there, or, like, if you don't have the name put in, it'll be a random number. Um, Instead of a number being there, it was the... It was spelled out the words, get out. No! It was, like, a missed call that went straight to voicemail. It just said, get out. And it was... It only happened a couple minutes after on the spirit box that it said, yes, get out. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, Also, a picture from 2005... Uh, has shown a, like the an entity, like it looks like a man on the fourth floor office. Mm-mm. It looks exactly like one of the jailers that worked there from the late forties <gasps> to the late fifties. It looks exactly like him. Yuck. And, um, this is probably one of my favorite ones is that the investigators were talking about the history. Right. And one of the people asked like, what else the property probably was used what like what else it had been in the past oh boy and then there's video and audio footage of a door swinging open and hitting them um and the investigators reacting to it being like oh like i it door the door definitely just hit me yeah and they can't hear it but an evp when they were filming themselves caught later um remember they were talking about the history and what the property used to probably be they listened back to the audio later and an EVP, when the door hit them, said, backside of the church. <gasps> and they looked... Oh, ew! They looked up the property later, and the jail was directly behind what is now the Pottawatomie County Annex, what which used to be an Episcopal church the until the 1970s. Fuck. What the fuck? You want to see the video? Yes, I want to see... What video? Let me see if it works. Oh, my God back of the church oh it's so creepy so this isn't the evp because they, they were two different videos 
so this isn't the EVP, but I wanted to like show you the, oh, sorry. Um, so this is the footage of him getting hit, like, so the door behind him. That was the door open. What the fuck? And then at this moment, EV- the EVP is all... It just closed by itself, too. The time is 1238. Oh. What the fuck? And then at the same time, the EVP also picked up backside of a church. What the fuck? So a couple times... So that's there's that. Um, a couple times people have also been shushed when they were being too loud <laughs> and EVP has told, has said, shut up. You're too loud. <laughs> and another one has said, shut up. I'm trying to sleep. How sad is it that you're trying to sleep when you're a ghost? You're like, like cranky. You got nothing else to do, but sleep in a jail. That's like, <laughs> if there's such a thing, it's like very much proof that it's residual energy, not intelligent energy right. although it's intelligent enough that it can respond to you although it's like you're too loud so i'm responding right yeah um like i said people feel heavy warm breath in their ear as if someone's right next to them hot um they'll hear a little girl singing upstairs and there have been a few times where investigators will be on different floors and they will hear a little girl singing from a closet no but all on their own floor. So they'll be like, there's a little girl singing in my closet. And then on the walkie-talkie, they'll be like, no, it's coming from my closet. No. And they'll be like, no, I'm on the third floor. It's coming from my closet. And they'll all open the door and no one's there. No, thank you. Um, this was another cool one. One investigator said that she felt someone's... she As if someone was there, she felt a hand grab the lid of her baseball cap and lift it up and down on her head. Yeah. And then started annoying her so much with it like lifting it off and slamming it back on her head and people were seeing this happening and she couldn't get it to stop until she put her hands on the hat to hold it down on her head and then she felt like the hand release oh my god from the lid oh my god also uh one of the original jailers has been reported uh like has been interviewed right and he says the um strongest part of evidence for him is that People from all over the world will come to this jail, and all of them, for the most part, will, will report something about the little girl and always in the same area of the jail. So he's like, the fact that people are coming from everywhere not knowing the story or only knowing a part of the yeah. story confirms it for him. And at the end of one interview, a manager named Ryan was discussing the different deaths that prisoners had had. Right. And... At the end, he says, it's recorded. He says, that's really all the prisoner deaths we know about. Not really many of them. And at the end of that, there's an EVP of him saying, of a man saying, as if. Which sounds like such like a sassy. Clarissa explains it all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It sounds like such a, uh, like a clueless thing. fuck? But some sassy guy from the 1800s is like, as if. I mean, he was ahead of his time, clearly. But also that hints that there were more deaths that, than we know about. Wow, that's bananas. So there's also two ghost cats. Oh. And uh, these cats meow from different parts of the room. And so you'll walk to one side of the room because you think you're hearing a meow. Yeah. And then when you get to that part of the room, you'll hear a meow from behind you. Uh. And they'll, like, fuck with you. 
Um, so it's like one of those things in museums where you can talk into the corner and yeah. it'll play across the other corner. Exactly. But with cats. But also but with kitty cats. And they're ghosts. Okay, got it. <laughs> got but with it. ghost cats. Easy. Um, others will also say that they feel a cat, like, they assume it's pitch black and they're investigating, so they can't really look, but they assume, a, like, a stray cat lives there. Right. Because they'll be sitting there and feel a cat brushing against their leg. Oh, boy. But they know later that it's not a cat because when they think about it, it feels ice cold. Oh, And no. sometimes the tail will wrap around their leg too tight. Oh, oh, God. That's the creepy Fucking part. demon cats. Um... One guy also said that he happened to sense that there was a cat there because his allergies started going oh, off. No. So he had like a really bad stuffy nose and itchy eyes and it stayed until he got out of the building. And so he was convinced there was a real cat there. But at, when he left, all of a sudden someone else started feeling the cold cat running around next oh, to no. him. So apparently you can still get allergies from ghosts. Oh, well, that's kind of shitty. So next time I have the flu, I'm going to be like, no, it's just, I'm just allergic to the ghost. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> so next time. Uh, are, you, are you allergic to anything? Uh, I'm allergic to aspartame. Like, Okay, so next time you have a cold, you're just allergic to like the ghost of aspartame. No, like, um, right, like a, like a Diet Coke. You're allergic to Diet Coke? Any sort of artificial sweetener. The ghost of Diet Coke. Makes my throat swell up. Neat. Mm-hmm, it's real neat. So, like, Splenda and shit like that. I'm allergic to dairy. Team milkshake. Uh, what? <laughs> you know I am with all my throat clearing. I mean, you say that and then you drink milkshakes anyway, so. I mean, I'm not afraid of a little danger. You live on the edge. I think I just might. Got it. I would have, like, a Hell's Angels motorcycle team, but with milkshakes. And also, I wouldn't want to be a Hell's Angel. So, everything except I just, not that. I, I just want a bike that has, like... A, like this that secondary like part sure that like a dog can sit in a sidecar a sidecar but i want to sit in the sidecar with a dog and have someone else driving the motorcycle and i want to drink a milkshake okay so i'll drive okay so i just want a chauffeur actually to drive me and geo around while i drink sure. a milkshake. so blaze will drive because i want to okay. drink a martini okay done so blaze will drive and i will drink a martini so we'll just have two sidecars or we're all snuggling in one. Oh my god that would be so fun heaven also, there have been a lot of loud noises um, that sound like screams and stomps and door slamming. Um, and also, people will hear the sound of the cells turning, even though they haven't oh. turned since 1969. That's oh. like the sound itself is haunting the oh, place. That's so creepy. Um, also, doors that are prop or chairs that are propping doors open will fly away as if like someone's ripping the chair out to, from keeping the door open. And the University of Nebraska Omaha has a paranormal society. Oh, so yeah. why didn't I fucking go there for grad school? Hell yeah, they do. And they captured a photo of a full body apparition that some say is just a shadow, but upon uh, brightening up the shadows of the picture, and you right. can get a better image. Um, it looks very much like there's a person standing there. And the people that were actually there that night and took the picture say, it'll always be debated on whether it's real or not, but I was there, I know it was taken, and I know who was there, and I know they didn't fake this. Oh, my God. You want to see it? Yes. Oh, my God, do you have a photo of it? Okay, so this is the picture. Oh, my God, it already looks creepy. I so that's the picture that they took. Okay. Okay. Now then, enhanced. <gasps> oh, no! But look at the hand. Ah! 
That's our real hand Holy there. shit. Wait, wait. So where's that in that main picture? So that's behind the this thing. It's standing Ew. here. So you can like kind of see its hand right there. Where's the hand? Oh, no. And then it looks like that. Oh, no. What do you Google this as? Or what, how do people find this? Um... Okay, I typed in squirrel cage jail photo zoom <laughs> and then the word Uno for University of Nebraska Omaha. Uno. Uno squirrel cage jail photo zoom. Sounds like a really fun time. So that's what we have on the squirrel cage jail. Holy shit! Of Council Bluffs, Iowa, and Pottawatomie County. Pottawatomie, Pottawatomie. Walla Walla Bang Bang. <laughs> anyway. I want to apologize for falling asleep <laughs> while recording. Good morning, guys. Uh, it may seem like one episode to you, but it's been two days for us. Today is now Friday. I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why your reactions were not as loud as normal to my squirrel cage story. And uh, Oh, that's what it was. I was trying to remember what you were saying. So guys, if we if we sounded a little down yesterday, it's because it was like eleven o'clock at night. I'm sorry. Now it's what four or five in the afternoon the next day. Oh my god, I'm sorry, guys. I really just dropped the ball, <laughs> but I'm back. <laughs> I'm back and I'm awake. To be fair, Christine and I just had a lot of really good bonding. That's um, true. We I came over and hung out with Gio all day, and then Christine came home from work, and then we watched Bob's Burgers for about three hours <laughs> and ate large sandwiches. Ate very large sandwiches. It was a great time. And now she's got her first cocktail of the night going. I mean, it's after five. I'm feeling awake. Finally. So it's time to record. <laughs> so anyway. Anyway. Let's go on. Actually, do we want to redo why we drank now that it's another day? Well, I don't know. Why do, why do, what, what, what did I say yesterday? I don't know. You were tired. You were sleeping. Oh, why do you drink? Mm. I feel like everyone's like, we just heard this. Half an hour ago. Well, you know what? It's a new day for us, so it's going to be a new day for everyone. Deal with it. We're in control of the show. Deal with it. Um, I woke up at Allison's today and had a parking ticket for $73. Oh, fuck. Yay. Anyway. Because you had the day off, so you're not used to probably parking on a weekday. I'm used to parking on that street and not getting in mm -hmm. trouble, and yet I did today. So, whoops. Well, that sucks. You drink because mm. you got your notes done. I got notes. They went well. Notes from work, not like podcast notes. Oh no, yeah, and I'm move. I'm hopefully knock on wood moving on to my next script soon, which is Bob's Burgers. So yay, okay, yes. So now we've gotten that out of the way. Let's <clears throat> go. I have a story that I'm so excited to tell you, and I'm actually glad that we didn't do it yesterday because I really like this one, and I would have not done it. Well, I wouldn't have done it because I would have fallen asleep, but right. <laughs> <laughs> I would not have done it justice. <clears throat> All right. So this uh, was sent to me by. Sent to us, I guess, by two people, Louisa and Allie. Okay. Hi, guys. And Louisa actually sent, like, a bunch of links and stuff, which was helpful. Uh, and I looked into it, and I was like, oh, my. This is startling. Mm -hmm. This is the story of Leonardo Chanchuli. Cool. So let's just dive into the, to the early bird details. Okay. This is a weird experience recording when it's daylight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so thrown. I'm like, <laughs> I know we don't have any like creepy lighting. And going I never on. go first. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. Oh, yeah, I didn't warm you up. Mm -mm. This is just I'm, I haven't even had three sips of my drink yet, which is a mm. I bought this strawberry rhubarb soda from Trader Joe's. It's really good. And then I put gin in it. 
Uh, also, last night before Christine fell asleep, we also uh, ordered alcohol on Drizzly, and they sent us all the wrong stuff. Yeah. I ordered red wine, and they sent me white wine, and I was like, no. But you drank it anyway. I did. And then they <laughs> gave me $10. <laughs> okay. So I was like, okay. Um, <clears throat> Tell me about this guy who sounds like he's not from America. Leonardo is a woman. Ooh. My bad. Or Leonardo would be a man. Yes. That is how that works. So Italian? Yes. Is this from Italy? Yes. Neat. Hence Italian. Wow. I'm so Cultured. good at geography. Mm, that's what we do. We teach maps. Yeah, oh, not English. Nope. That, nope. Not English <clears throat> or Italian. Carry okay. on. All right. Carry on. Leonardo. So she was born in 1894 in Montella, Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, and... As a young girl, she attempted suicide twice Yikes. and had uh, pretty bad issues throughout her childhood and young adulthood. But that's pretty much all we know about her okay. young life. Okay. In 1917, uh, at the age of 23, she married a guy named Raffaele Pansardi. Wow. <laughs> Raphael, Raphael Pansardi? Uh he was a registry office clerk. I don't know what the hell. It sounds really boring. I don't know what that is. I mean, anytime you throw clerk into the mix, it sounds like something Especially you like didn't office like. Office clerk. Mm-hmm. It's not like a job that he wanted to do when he was eight. I yeah, you know, he's no like ice cream taste tester. It's definitely a devolve from his dreams. Uh, you know what? That's really sad. Well, I think it's about to get even sadder. <laughs> In a sad story. I have a hunch that he's going to wish he just stayed an office clerk. (laughs) So, uh, actually, her parents did not approve of this marriage. I mean... I mean, he's an office clerk. I mean, who would? Ugh. Marriage to an office clerk. It's not... Never again, am I right? No. Made that mistake. (laughs) Been there, done that. Moving on. Um, So, her parents had planned for her to marry another man, but uh, she and Raphael... Raphael Pansardi Pansardi ran away. Uh, and then she later claimed that she thinks her mother cursed them at that moment. Okay. Good start. Sure. Um, What's the mom a witch? No, I, maybe. I don't know. I mean, like, wasn't everyone a witch if they were a woman in the 1800s? That's the 1600s. Oh, right. I imagine. I mean, what's 200 years, really? <laughs> it's only like as long as this country's been around. Right. Um, <clears throat> my thought is because I feel like anyone could curse anyone, like could like quote curse someone by just saying I curse you. But unless you're a witch, like there's no real effect. I don't know about that because I believe that if you put, I mean, I'm also a new agey LA person, but I feel like if you put the energy behind it, I guess yeah. towards somebody. Okay, I don't know. I'm though. sure that's like not the biggest detail we're gonna find. Also, in all the story. we've already gotten hung up on two really minor details like office clerk and. Right. <laughs> I can't wait until we actually find out who the killer is. And yeah. All that. Yeah. It's a big adventure it's a mystery so she thought that her mother had cursed them and they moved but they stayed married and they moved to his hometown but then six years later uh she chanchuli was arrested and imprisoned for fraud there's no details on that i don't know what that means okay i imagine maybe she took advantage of the office clerk thing and right yeah i mean skim from the top i don't know she stole a stapler oh my i don't know done that (laughs) What's like if you like not from your current place of business, right? Sure. In a previous place of business, what's the most wild thing you've done that you may or may not be proud of? Like, what's the wildest thing I've done or like taken? Uh, Ooh, they're different. (laughs) Both. (laughs) 
Uh, you don't want to say it, do you? No. Okay. Let's what just is say... someone that you know, wink, wink, did oh, on the job? Just really. So you already know this story. Do I? I told it when we were playing a board game one time. I <laughs> covered all of that up with elevator music. Just FYI. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the craziest thing I've stolen is probably like white out or something. What about you? I've stolen. Hmm. What have I stolen? I mean, I worked at a PI job, so it was really tempting all the time to like get stuff off their databases. But I did not. Oh, OK. Because they were like, it's happened and you will get arrested. I think the only thing I stole was my EMF detector from when I was ghost hunting. That seems like something that would get you like cursed. probably i mean it's in your house though so great that's why you left it here okay um no but i also like i stole it but also we stopped doing investigations so it wasn't going to go anywhere except in a storage closet anyway so i just took it that makes sense yeah i haven't really stolen much or done anything i'm gonna be honest if i did i wouldn't if i did anything more than white white out which i i don't know may have happened but i'm never gonna say it i mean i would have i would I have too strong of a guilt complex. I would like stay up at night thinking about the stapler. I still <laughs> also, why is there a handprint on the mirror that looks like child height? Oh, that's probably because I was on the floor, like organizing paperwork. And oh, I, I thought your brother was trying to fuck with us. I think I was trying to get up and I had to use the mirror to hoist myself because I'm <laughs> 95. <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving on, okay. moving on to the office clerk. <laughs> she was uh, not as smooth as we are and was arrested and imprisoned for fraud. Well, that's what happens. Leonardo, come on. Okay. Uh, When she got out of jail, they moved to the town of Lacedonia, where their home was destroyed by an earthquake in 1930. So they lost everything they owned. Very sad. Their house, everything. So they moved one more time to a town called Correggio, where Chanchuli opened a small shop. And she was immediately accepted in the community. She was loved by her neighbors. She was really popular. Um, And the only... She just had a lot of misfortune happening in her life. So throughout her marriage with Pansardi, Chanchuli was pregnant 17 times. Ooh, wow. She lost three of those babies to miscarriage. Oh. And 10 more died as children. Fuck. So so she, four remain. Out of 17 children, four survived. So she... It's did, amazing. Like, that's a statistic to even have 17 kids, but then for <clears throat> most of your children to not make it past really childhood sad. is really sad. It's really sad. And it's like, not. it's... 1930s 40s it's not is it expected for people to not last that long i don't think it's expected for four out of your 17 children to survive into adulthood when you're in the 1940s but i don't know i don't know if like tuberculosis was going on or (laughs) i don't know we obviously never know we don't know disease when we should have lived in another country to learn history because i cannot tell you a single thing that happened except five years ago yeah Okay, anyway, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I don't know. But she obviously developed this, like... So she developed this, like, complex about being super protective of your of her children. Fair. As you would. Um, and she was also extremely superstitious. And again, like, she thought her mother had cursed her. And, like, their house went down in an earthquake. And, she, you know, just things were not good. Um, and a fortune teller had actually warned her that she would marry and have children, but that all of her children would die. <gasps> so she's just like, oh shit, this is what's happening. So like the same thing would happen to her that happened to her mom? No, no, no sorry. A fortune teller t- told her that. Oh, oh, oh Before okay. she had all these right, I see. Okay. children die. So she was like, oh, I'm cursed. This is super... You know, oh, because she- of her mom, this is going to be the curse that happens. Yeah. And Got she it. just thought like she was somehow 
And then she also was the only remaining child of several that passed away. No. Wait, I figured it out. Just honestly, just erase that. <laughs> I was I was putting both worlds at one time. Oh yeah, no, no, no. So this so her she, mother's out of the picture. Yeah, her mother. The only thing of the mother of the mother storyline is that she like cursed them. Maybe it, that Maybe. was not. I just threw that in there because. And saw then it. she only had four out of that. Then the, the next generation, this Leonardo, the main main girl we're talking about. She, four of her children survived. Four of her children survived. She was super protective of them. Yes. Got it. And she was really superstitious. Caught up. Um, and then a fortune teller had warned her that all of her children would die. Okay. So. As most of them did. And they did. And so she was like really superstitious. And um, she also saw a palm reader who told her, in your right hand, I see prison. In your left hand, a criminal asylum. Um, and so she was just like, I'm cursed. Anyway. So like. Okay. Wow. Yeah. What do you see in your right hand? Alcohol? Mm. A gin and tonic. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah. So in 1939, Chanchuli learned that her eldest son, Giuseppe. Okay. Just let that just one. Ignoring it. Soak it in. Was going to join the Italian army because World War II was uh, blooming in, and thriving. <laughs> it was blossoming into a beautiful young lady. Until a beautiful young war. <laughs> Oh, no. It was hitting puberty. I don't know. I'm going to stop. Ovulating. It was (laughs) now that I know what that means. Um, Yeah. So Giuseppe was her favorite child. Well, he was also the first, right? Well, he's the oldest, so I'm sure he was not the first. The first to survive. The first, the oldest of the four remaining. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he was her favorite. Because I guess back then you could just, like, have favorites, I don't know, and, like, be open about it. Right, yeah. But he was going to war, and so she was like, I have to protect him at all costs. Right. That's fair. Yeah. Naturally, she decided that um, the only way to protect Giuseppe was um, by offering human sacrifices. Mm. To whom I don't quite know. The universe? But, I mean... The mother goddess? I don't know. In her defense currently, because I don't know how horrible this gets, and I'm sure I won't agree to my point right now oh please just go ahead just really just like ruin my have other people's opinion of me just totally get thwarted just go 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 i will say that if i was incredibly superstitious and 13 seventeenths of my kin have all passed then you are really good at math (laughs) then i know one fraction maybe (laughs) but like i and then i'm like super protective I mean, I, I would, and I'm, and I'm superstitious as well. But like, wouldn't you just try to hide your son in the basement or something like, and not let him go to the army? Like I wouldn't. No, I mean, that's the logical thing. Like the thought process is just so, it just jumps so far. Like, yes, uh, but uh, depending on her level of superstition, I would have came up with that. It wasn't like someone said like a fortune teller told her to, it was like, she's Mm. like, that's the only thing that makes sense. Maybe she'd already tried everything. I don't know. Whatever. But I don't he, know why I'm trying to happen to him yet. I don't know why I'm trying to defend him. Let's just go. I on. mean, he's fine. He's living life. And she's just like. Fun fact that's not fun. Oh, boy. Which I'm, are my favorites. Unfun facts. Unfun facts. We are all about unfun facts. Um, <clears throat> my Gammy, um, she is the remaining. She's the only surviving child of her parents who had like three or four kids before her and they all passed before she was born. So she used to always talk about how her parents were crazy careful with her because they were like all of our, and all of the kids before her passed away before they turned seven. Oh no. But they were like, they didn't all die. No, like all, like they had one, 
and then before seven died, then another before seven died, then another, I don't think and then at seven died. And then she was born and they were like, okay, you, I know. you're I mean, never leaving the house. For sure. Yeah. But that's what I imagine would be more logical than like, oh, okay, go to war, but I'm just going to like, right. Yeah. Murder people to protect you. It's just such a strange thing. I don't know. Whatever. You'll see how you feel in a moment. <laughs> um, okay. So she decided that the only way to get, to, to keep Giuseppe safe um, while he was at war was to offer human sacrifices. Naturally. So she picked three of her friends as her victims. Her friends? Yes. That's See, that's more irrational <laughs> to me. Well, I mean, sure, but like... like my, at least pick people you hate. Yeah. Anyway. So this is... Um, so she picked three. Yes. The first one, her name was Faustina Seti. She was... <laughs> So sad. She was um, labeled as a lifelong spinster. That's what the... So she was like 15. She, she was single, 15, single white female. Um, <laughs> no, she was an older woman. I mean, older. Yeah, she was, probably was like middle-aged. Like our age? No. Okay, I'm just kidding. I'm fucking around. <laughs> uh, if her friend had had 17 pregnancies already, she was definitely... Right, she's at least 26. <laughs> <laughs> she's a millennial. Okay, I get it. Uh, so Faustina... Was so Chanchuli told her friend Faustina mm -hmm. that she knew of a guy in Pola, Italy, and that he was interested in meeting her and being with her. So Faustina was like, "Oh, that's great!" And um, they were friends, so she's like, "Oh, sure, you know, yeah, yeah. and like I'll marry him." And then uh, <laughs> anything I could get my hands on, please. It really is that sad. It's like she t she targeted her, knowing she was desperate for that's a man. So sad because like, okay, anyway. <clears throat> Um, okay, so she told uh, Faustina not to tell anybody about this until it went through, like the plan went through, and she's like, okay. And then um, she had her write letters and postcards to relatives and friends so that when she reached Pola, Italy, she could drop them in the mail and they would know that she was fine and that she had made it there safely. On the day of her departure to Pola... Uh, Faustina came to visit Leonardo one last time and they celebrated with a glass of wine, but Leonardo had drugged the wine and once Faustina was unconscious, she took an ax and hacked her to death before dragging her body into a closet oh where she cut the body into nine parts and collected her blood in a basin and then baked her into tea cakes. Wow. <laughs> so kind of like Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> um, and then later, this is, I'm going to read you the, because I can't, you can't make this shit up. I'm going to read you in detail her statement of what she did with the tea cakes, with the body. Oh, turn them into tea cakes. Uh, yeah, but I'm going to okay. read you the, gotcha, the gotcha, detail. Gotcha. I made <clears throat> them into tea cakes. The oh. end. <laughs> end quote. <laughs> uh, I threw the pieces of her body into a pot, added seven kilos of caustic soda, which I had bought to make soap, and stirred the mixture until the pieces dissolved in a thick, dark mush that I poured into several buckets and emptied in a nearby septic tank. As for the blood in the basin, I waited until it had coagulated, dried it in the oven ground it and mixed it with flour, sugar, chocolate, milk, and eggs, as well as a bit of margarine, kneading all the ingredients together. I made lots of crunchy tea cakes and served them to the ladies who came to visit. Though Giuseppe and I also ate them when he came over. <laughs> your face. Your, your favorite son that you're doing all yes, this he, for. She you fed, fed him. She fucking fed him. Her friends 
dried up blood. And then if he ever were to confront her, had he known, mm-hmm. she would have had to been like, well, I'm doing this for you. Mm-hmm. So eat up. Like, what? Wow. And then she also received Faustina's life savings because... Because she had no one. Yeah. And she had also offered... Yeah. And she had also offered, like, to reward her for finding her husband. And so she had access to her savings and stuff. Um, can I stop you real quick? Sure thing. I just got a text from my girlfriend saying, let me inside, please. Oh, my. Okay. Pause. <laughs> okay. So this shit's about to just get weirder and crazier. Can't wait. Okay. So... She fed the bloody tea cakes to her son and her neighbors. Oh, okay. And got her life savings, which was like a pretty solid amount of money. Do we know how much? Well, I was afraid you'd ask me that because it was definitely in a different currency. Lira? Okay. Let's just ignore that. <laughs> 30 or 40,000 lira, which I don't know what that translates to in 19 whatever. Got it. Leonardo mm-hmm. decided that one human sacrifice was not enough. Oh, God forbid. Cause, Which and, does not make sense. No, it doesn't because Giuseppe's just fine. He's eating bloody tea cakes with her. Well, I mean, also, <laughs> I said it sounded like I was British. He's eating bloody tea cakes. They're literally bloody tea cakes. Well, also, my thought was like, if you're going to, if we're putting our brains on a crazy path and we're thinking like she does, it still doesn't make sense because when you just sacrifice one life for one That's life, That's what I'm saying. Like an eye for an eye, not three eyes for one eye. She, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. That's okay. exactly because he's fine. She's mm-hmm. killed someone. He's fine. Okay. Like she should. I right, feel right, like cool you'd be cool your jets. Cool your fucking jets and your oven because we don't need <laughs> any more of that. Okay. So next victim. Yeah. Her name was Francesca. Okay. Soavi and um, Suave. Soavi. Okay. Suave. Enrico. Suave. His name was Enrico Suave. Enrico Suave. Um, Francesca Soavi. So she was uh, younger, I believe. And um, she was, I think, like young, like maybe 20 or something. I'm not positive, but I think she was younger. Um, And so Leonardo claimed to have found her a job or I'm sorry. Yeah, a job at a school for girls because she was looking for work. Mm -hmm. And so that she did the same thing where she convinced her she had this like opportunity and was like, but don't talk about it yet because we want to make sure it goes through. Had her write postcards to send to her friends like saying, oh, I got this job just right. to make sure she was safe, blah, blah, blah. Um, then when she came to visit the day before her departure uh, or the day of her departure, she was, again, given drugged wine and then murdered with an axe. So this was on September 5th, 1940. Cool. And then uh, Leonardo did the same thing with her body, made uh, more tea cakes and fed them to her neighbors who were just <sighs> like, wow, she's such a kind lady. Yeah. Can you imagine finding out? You know, my, my neighbor that I've grown up with, well, I've grown up on a block of the same people my whole life Mm -hmm. and very often they would come over and bring me things to eat. And now I'm wondering what was in them. Really bad, bad things. Organs probably. Yeah. This whole time I thought it was just chocolate and peanut butter. It was probably also blood. Bloody cookies, bloody donuts, Mm -hmm. bloody tea cakes. Woof. So... Oh, God. I just can't even imagine. So, and then she also got 3,000 lira from her. Cool. And then she had a third victim, because that also was not enough. (laughs) So, the final victim... Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. She only gets away with this three times. Oh, okay. Uh, The third victim was named Virginia Cacioppo. She was a soprano singer, and uh, Leonardo claimed to have found her work... um, with a mysterious impresario in Florence. And like, so that was like her least thought out plan. She was probably just like, oh yeah, I found a mysterious guy needs a secretary. 
And she's like, okay. And so as with the other two women, like she didn't tell her friends, her plans or family. Um, She came over on September 30th, 1940 for a last visit. This pattern was the same. However, unlike the first two victims, after Virginia was axed to death and cut up, she was melted to make (laughs) soap. She was melted to make soap. Her body so her was melted. So other people rubbed uh-huh. her body on their bodies uh-huh. to clean themselves, uh-huh. but with blood. Yeah. Hmm. Not even blood, because I think it was like her body parts were <gasps> melted. Like an Ed Gein soap bar. Yeah. Like an eyeball in the bar. Ooh. It's like when they put those insects in amber, but it's like... Okay. I was going to say, it's like how, like, I mean, sometimes I may or may not have bought soap that has dinosaurs in them. Oh, and sure. So you I have, have one like, of those. Yeah. But, like, maybe you do it, and then, like, there's, like, a tooth in there. Mm. Foul. Foul. A tooth is gross. That doesn't have to be a tooth. It'd be, like, a thumb. That's way less gross. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do. Not that. Okay. Nothing. Nothing of the above I want you to do. <laughs> okay, cool. Don't get any messages from me that I'm not explicitly saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is how she... Okay, this is gross. This is her describing how she made okay. the body. Okay. She ended up... Okay, this is her quoting... So Virginia ended up in the pot like the other two. Her flesh was fat and white. When it had melted, I added a bottle of cologne. And after a long time on the boil, I was able to make some most acceptable creamy soap. I gave bars to neighbors and acquaintances. The cakes, too, were better. That woman was really sweet. It's just so fucking disgusting. So disgusting. Okay, let's just move on. It's not even how you make soap. I mean, you do use fat. I know, but cologne a whole bottle that's a potent soap i mean she made enough bars for all her neighbors oh fair i like how that's the thing i'm fucking i don't know why on. you're arguing about how much cologne is in the soap i know i know i know she didn't even put a dinosaur toy in it what the fuck is wrong with her i mean keep like a femur it was cheap soap and cheap cologne is what i mean i don't know a whole human was in it i don't know if that's oh cheap cologne yeah right she just bought some like victoria's secret body spray no, she like went and got some like jasmine, like Japanese cherry blossom or something oh, from Bath and Body don't, Works. Don't this Bath and Body Works? Also, have you tried the um, blackberry cucumber La Croix? No, because if you drink it, it tastes exactly like sweet pea. Really? Yes. Sweet pea, the Bath and Body Works. Yes. Wow. Since we're on it, anyway, keep going. Um, we know. Stop emailing me about how to say La Croix. And refuses to say it the correct way. Yeah, that's the truth. It makes me mad, so we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Um, beep, boop, pop. So, uh, here's what happened. So, she's like, she was really sweet, and we all ate her and washed our hands with her. Then, uh, the issue was that she was not as careful, and um, apparently, uh, Virginia's sister-in-law was super nosy. And so, when she was like, nose? I'm going Did away. Did she see a nose? What the fuck are you talking about? All right. She, yeah, her bar of soap had some nose. Nose. Remnants. Uh, So her sister-in-law was like really nosy and was like, oh, she's going away. What does that mean? And fucking like stalked her to see what she was doing because she was, I mean, it was a good thing in the end, but she saw her going into Leonardo's house and that was the last time anyone had seen her. So she reported this to the police and they uh, opened up a case and arrested leonardo really quickly um and she at first she did not confess to the murder she said she had nothing to do with it 
But then they um, they said, oh, we think Giuseppe has something to do with it. And the second they insinuated that they might question Giuseppe, her son, about it, she immediately confessed to the murders and said he had nothing to do with it. It was all me. Because, again, she has to protect him at all costs. Right, right, right. So she provided detailed accounts of what she had done to save her son from any blame. And so those were obviously the ones I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. And she was tried for murder uh, in 1946. She remained unrepentant. And she even corrected the official account while on the stand. So someone said like, oh, you, you know, she did this and this and this. She's like, no, actually, this is what I did. And she said, I gave the copper ladle, which I used to skim the fat off the kettles to my country, which was so badly in need of metal during the last days of the war. What a, what a patriot. She like apparently just thought herself a hero for giving her fucking human body ladle to the army. Jeez. So she was found guilty, obviously, of her crimes and sentenced to 30 years in prison and three years in a criminal asylum, just (gasps) like right hand, left hand, the palm reader had predicted. Uh, in 19, October of 1970, Leonardo Cianciulli died of cerebral apoplexy of a stroke in the women's criminal asylum in Pozzuoli. That's probably not right. Um, and they actually have a number of artifacts from the case, including the pot in which the victims were boiled on display at the Criminological Museum in Rome, which we should probably go to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Done. That's the story. Okay. We'll go. Next About a girl episode. named Leonardo. <laughs> Who was... I don't know the Brady song. It was a story. Better than Leonardo. <laughs> you gotta do it Who really fast. Who people in a pot and ate them? Giuseppe's there too. The Brady Bunch. The bloody... Brunch. Blood... <laughs> the bloody brunch. All right, cool. Oh, we're, we got it. We got it. We're in. We're, we're on. In. We're in. We're on our way to hell. We're in. One way ticket. On, up, down, around, all the way there. That's a good story. Isn't and it that, was concise. Yeah. I, that's why I'm glad. Well, I don't. You, I, I'm just glad I fell asleep last <laughs> night. I mean, I'm not, but I'm glad that we didn't try to do this while I was right asleep because I would have not. Made Guys, it. while I was recording, I could literally see Christine asleep in front of me. I kept closing one eye <laughs> and then the other eye. to just. And then she would jolt up and then she would truly actually fall asleep for a good 20 seconds. And I'd watch her blackout <laughs> and then I'd watch her come to and then I'd watch her realize she had blacked out. But I just kept going with my story. So if at the end of mine, you just heard a lot of, uh-huh, it's because she was I out assumed cold. I couldn't tell because I was just going, I was like, okay, if I close one eye at a time, Em will never know I'm <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> For 20 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we were in lighting that was very cozy lighting. Yeah. I was just really tired. And you were in your pajamas and in a blanket. I mean, you were asking to fall asleep. I was just really tired. Anyway, so... <laughs> We did it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you for listening. Um, also, tickets, again, are available for the June show as of right now. Anyway, they are. So if you guys want to buy tickets, you better do that because the May show sold out already really quickly. So June 17th, 730 Hollywood Improv. I will be on anti-anxiety meds. Also, uh, in the space between when we last recorded yesterday and now, uh, which... Mm-hmm. They'll never know the passage of time because it's in the same episode. But You'll never understand the passage of time <laughs> like we do. I tweeted out asking a lot of people about their advice for anti-anxiety uh, techniques mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. ways to go about that in the most holistic way possible. And people were very, very kind. And I got a whole lot of responses and I read them all. I'm going to try them all. So thank you. M tried Brave Little Toaster. It did not work. 
No, because it's actually it. The thing about the brave little toaster is you have to be brave to watch it. That's it's anxiety inducing. I thought if I watch it, I would feel like a brave little toaster afterwards. But then I was like, well, this is the opposite of what it, I wanted. Honestly, I just remember being like, the world is a scary fucking place after watching that. <clears throat> yeah, it was rough. Also, I I used to like really like the electric blanket. I thought he was so cool. Me too. I fucking hate him now. Is He's he such a whiny bitch. Uh, oh my god. Anyway, I haven't seen that in a while. I actually didn't like any single character in that. I like how now. the movies we really like <laughs> dissect are Emperor's New Groove, Brave Little Toaster. The most obscure. That's so Raven is like on the TV show we always go to. Next up, Oliver and Company. Oh my god. I will say though, Brave Little Toaster is just like, that had to be the inspiration for Toy Story. You think? It's just Toy Story, but instead of all the toys it's coming to life when you're household. not around, it's, it's electronic appliances. That movie scared me so much. Electric appliances. They didn't have, like, Siri or anything in them. <laughs> Let's make a new one. Oh, the where Siri little, comes to life. The brave little iPhone. <laughs> the brave, the no, brave no. little Siri. The brave little, like, flip phone. Like The brave little flip phone. Oh, my God. Guys, send down. in your art now. The Trademark. brave little flip phone. Trademark. Oh, but that's a, that is a brave phone, especially to be such a black sheep in today's world. That's what world. I'm saying. Yeah. And it just gets taunts by a bunch of Alexas. Ugh, so f- careful. We have one of those in here. Yeah, she's mean read the brave little flip phone <laughs> <laughs> all right guys um where can the good people find us uh, they can find us at facebook twitter instagram um at atwwd podcast you can also find us at our patreon page atwwd podcast please donate i know you do not know where your money goes entirely <laughs> it's, I, you don't understand the passage of time you don't know where money goes like what I'm, do you know i'm telling you like because I always thought that, like, to donate to a Patreon page meant, like, it was basically just going into people's pockets. And that's not what's happening. <laughs> like, it, it, it's the reason we were able to have live shows now. It's the reason we were able to find someone like Andrew to talk to. It's the reason that we're able to go to Nashville. It's the reason that yes. we are going to be able to fly there, let alone just our tickets. Like, I mean, it's... We're very, very grateful for all of you. You guys are helping us expand. So thank you. And please keep donating. Also, we hope you enjoyed today's listener episode. Yes, that also came, came out, out today. today. We worked really hard on it. It was, I will say, it was actually the first episode where Christine and I had to do nothing up until editing, but that's you'll originally, find out why if, if you listen to it. If you listen to it before this episode. Oh, sure. Um, because you're getting a double feature this month where you get both episodes at the same on the same day. Right, right, right. Um, if you listen to it, you know what was so odd about it. If you are about to listen to it, you're about to see what's so odd about it. Happy April Fool's Day. Uh, we thought it would be funny if we... Wait, just... no, you can't tell them I'm not now. not going to say anything. Oh, okay. Uh, we thought it would be funny if we did a little game changer for you guys, and it was very interesting to have Christine and me do... Nothing. Just about nothing for a show. It was very interesting to refer back to later. And I just want to clarify it was Blaze's idea, because he's never going to say anything. He, but he, it, it was his idea. It was Blaze's idea, through and through. Uh, so thank you to the people who contributed to that episode, thank I will say. Thank you to those people. And um, I'm sure it threw a couple of you, but it's because it's April Fool's Day, so happy April Fool's. Also, happy pre-birthday to Linda, my mama. Oh, and my stepmama, Ellen. <laughs> they, but also Linda. They're having uh, birthdays this week, so please tell them happy birthday. Aww. And Happy birthday, Linda. Where else can we f- you find us? We have our website, and that's where we drink.com. We have our merch page, and that's where we drink.bigcartel.com. Um, you can also follow us on our personals. The M. Schultz and X. Teen Schiefer. Mm-hmm. And that's... Why? We. Drink. 
I was like, why are you looking at me? Um, also, it's my stepdad Tim's birthday next week, too. Oh, wow. Okay. Happy birthday to everyone in our families. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and all the uh, Aries. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, all the Aries. it's the time of the Aries. We so. like the Aries. We so. do like the Aries. Yeah. So if you're an Aries, we approve. Okay. And that's why we drink. And that's why we drink. Bye. <laughs>